0: Turn to Luke 4, 39, because I want to get into the part of the story that I want to point out specifically tonight. John 4, verse 39. Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Why did the world need to be saved? Why were they looking for a savior? Friends, let me tell you something. And I, this is what I hear a lot. Christianity, isn't it supposed to be a religion of love and acceptance? according to who, because if the Samaritans had to decide either we're going to believe in him or we're not, either we're going to accept him as savior or we're not, it basically suggests there is something that requires a person to be saved from in order for them to become a believer. You know, and and I see this everywhere. You know, Christians, they're so intolerant. Christianity is a religion of love. Turn to John three, chapter back. You wanna know about about a religion of love? (laughs) John 3, 16. Listen to John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Everybody stops there. Keep reading verse 17 for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe listen to me not me sorry don't listen to me listen to the word (laughs) whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed you, you could go <laughs> you could go to people and say, you know, I don't want to be harsh with you, I'm, I'm a kind person. We, I love you, I love you. okay, you, you love them. I'm not going to condemn you, I'm not going to judge you, you know Okay, that, that's what that's what people want. But the Bible is so abundantly clear that no, it's not about condemnation. Jesus was not condemning the woman at the well. What what did he say that was condemning? He didn't say anything, but he pointed out her sin, didn't he? He, he He didn't come across in a condescending manner. He didn't come across, hey woman, you better change or you're going to hell. No, he offered her an alternative. He said, the water that I have, you'll never thirst again. I'm giving you living water. And everyone, everyone heard and they believed, and they understood this man is the savior that we've been waiting for. But whoever does not believe stands condemned because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. Do you know the truth in that? Do you want to know why we we condense Christianity down to this religion of apparently love and acceptance, which I don't know where that came from, but apparently that's what it is. Because people don't want to change. Yeah, she, she was right. He offered her a chance to change. She didn't have to take it. She could have said, you know what? I'm good with this water. I'm gonna get back to my my non-husband No, she ran and she told everybody she was the, like the, one of the first um, uh, You say missionaries preaching the gospel And as a result As a result um, Where did where did that verse go and because of his words many more became believers Right As a result, people believed and were saved. Why? Because Jesus presented her with something and said, Woman, you're not living right, but I have a way that you could live differently and and be saved. So really, you know, it's probably, I would say it's twofold. It's the approach that you have and it's the way that you speak. But let's keep going. Verse 21, whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Turn to Acts chapter 17. Acts 17, the first evangelist. Oh man, I, got, I couldn't find the word. Thank you, uh, Gilan and Steph. It's okay. You're here. Um, Acts 17 and verse 30. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance but now listen to this he commands all people everywhere to repent why do they have to repent because the way that they're living is in contrast and contrary to god's law i i know i know we we love people and we're caring to people but if they are living Contrary to the word of God You are doing them an injustice If you just let them be Well you know We don't want to judge people You know Jesus didn't come to condemn <laughs> That's not Christians I don't even know why Why are you a Christian? I don't even know For what? To, to give people uh, uh, Shoes and food and stuff like that you know, We have plenty of charities That do stuff like that Verse 31 For he has set a day when he will judge the world with the justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof to this to all men by raising him from the dead. Who's that? Jesus Christ. Turn to Revelation chapter 20, which talk- I, you know, nobody likes to talk about judgment, but the Bible does. Yeah, my dad makes a good point with the woman at the well. Jesus was able to get to the root of her issue. She was trying to fill the void in her heart with relationships. He told her about water that would satisfy. And she, like Sheba mentioned before, she had a choice. She could have chosen it or she could have just went back to her life. But she had to make a choice because she was presented with the reality of her life. That she was not living right and, that, and a decision had to be made. Sheba said he, he did also didn't come to tell them that their behavior is acceptable. But apparently that's what we're supposed to do, evidently. So I'm told. Turn to Revelation 20, verse 11. Um, for the sake of time, verse 12, that I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what he had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. How could we possibly be Christians and not warn people of their sin? I don't know what it is. Either number one, they're afraid to offend people because, you know, you can't say anything now. You understand me? I'm being very vague for the sake of the fact that this is the church's broadcast. But you can't say much because everything you say Everything you say is offensive. But what does the Bible say? The gospel is, a, an, is an offense to those who are perishing. If you're not offending anybody, you're not speaking the true gospel. Turn to Luke 13. I get a ton of scripture, which is what, you know what it should be. But I hope you have your Bibles with you. Hey, Pina, great to see you. Luke 13, where's Luke 13? Verse one, now there was some present at the time who told Jesus about the Galatians whose blood Pilate had, had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, do you think that these G- Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, if you, wherever you are, I know you can say it out loud, there's maybe no one around. Say this out loud. Unless you repent, you too will perish. Verse 5: I tell you, no, unless you repent, you too will all perish. That's Jesus speaking. Oh, Jesus is all about love and acceptance. He opens his arms to everybody. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I, I would put I would rather put it this way. It, 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 rather than saying love and acceptance. It, it's, it, Christianity is saying come as you are, but don't say, stay as you are. Come as you are, but don't stay as you are. Turn to John 8. There's another uh, encounter that Jesus has with a woman. Who is living in sin. John 8 verse 10. Jesus straightened up. This is the woman caught in the act of adultery. And, she, and the penalty for adultery was you're stoned to death. So she was basically being ready to be stoned. All, all the people were there ready, ready to kill her. And Jesus basically said, uh, He was without sin, cast the first stone. And people look at these scriptures and they grab what they want out of the scripture, completely missing the point of the story. Verse 10 Jesus straightened up and asked her. Woman, where are, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Another translation says, now go and sin no more. Nobody, he was very kind. Of course, he was super kind. He saved her from being killed. But he was also saving her, not only from a physical death, but from a spiritual death as well. To let her know and to let everybody know, I have come to seek and save that which is lost. In fact, turn to Luke 19. Luke 19 verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. And we don't know for sure if he was just short or. It's the first recorded little person that we've ever seen. We're not sure. Um, (laughs) So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him. Since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly all the people saw this and began to mutter he has gone to be the guest of a sinner but zacchaeus stood up and said look lord here and now i give half my possessions to the poor and if i have cheated anybody out of anything i will pay back four times the amount jesus said to him today's salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of abraham verse 10 the key scripture for the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost he didn't come to affirm people in their sin hey you're i love you you're great i'm very kind to you that's not what jesus did yes he showed love and compassion because the people were lost like sheep without a shepherd but the compassion, it was not acceptance and it was not affirmation. The compassion was that He willingly died a brutal death on the cross so that we could be saved and not have our sins count against us. That's compassion. It's not changing your profile picture to a rainbow because you want to support people. For what? The Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. It's because you're too afraid. You don't wanna you don't wanna deal with the heat. That's that's the first reason. Because people don't want to deal with the heat. And they think by, by by supporting certain things. That's how you show love. You know, we're not here to condemn, I'm not here to judge. You better, you better get yourself straight. Because I just read out of Revelation 20. What's going to happen to people. Whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. Turn to Luke 12. Luke 12. Verse 49. I have come to bring fire on the earth. And how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo. And how distressed I am until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you. But division. From now on, there will be five and one family divided against each other. Three against two and two against three. They will be divided. Father against son. Son against father. Mother against daughter. Daughter against mother. mother Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. Although that... That could be for different reasons. And daughter-in-law against (laughs) mother-in-law. The war, listen to this. I want to explain to you what's happening in the scripture. The war, strife, and persecution over the gospel had already begun. Division is caused by the rebellion of men against the gospel. There is satanic opposition to the gospel. So if you're preaching a gospel that is not opposed by anyone, it is no gospel at all. If the gospel you're preaching is accepted by the world, it's not the gospel. Because there was a division that took place. There was satanic opposition to the gospel that was being preached. And thus the persecution started. Let's keep reading. Luke 13, 22. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Because I tell you, many will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading. Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you came from. Oh, man, you don't understand love. Love is what Jesus did to save us from our sins. That he was whipped and beaten. Love is not saying, do whatever you want. I, I can't judge you. I, I, I don't condemn you. That's not love verse 26 then you will say we ate and drank with you and you taught in our streets but he will reply i don't know you or where you came from away from me all you evildoers there will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth weep do you know (laughs) weeping and gnashing of teeth hey josie i know it's a weird spot to come in on (laughs) that's that's Hell is going to be a place of torment. You know what Jesus was saying here? He was telling them, you know, that I came because Jesus came for the Jewish people. And the Jewish people that rejected him. The Jewish people that rejected him. Um. Yeah, exactly, Sheba. The, the, the Gentiles were going to swoop in and take their spots, which is me and most of you or all, all of you. Maybe there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God. But you yourselves thrown out. There had to be a choice. Either you accept Christ or you don't. And this story points out something. I love this story about the narrow door because it brings out like a ton of truth right a ton of truth because one of the things it's pointing out is this gospel is accessible to everyone whether you're jewish whether you're gentile like the samaritan woman who was half and that's that's even worse than being gentile (laughs) you know everyone likes to talk about the good samaritan and you know um being kind to everybody and yeah absolutely but if you ignore the whole rest of do you know how much scripture i'm reading tonight pina that was uh luke 13 and starting at verse 22 hell is a real place hell is a real place Turn to Jude uh, no, chapter. There's no chapters in Jude. Because here, here's here's where the problem lies. Here's where the problem lies. Because in an effort to um, avoid the heat and avoid you know people getting mad at you and not liking you and, and, and canceling you, what what do, a, what do a lot of Christians end up doing? Changing the word of God. They change the word of God. They, they alter the word of God so that, oh, well, you know, um, you know that word, it, it, it doesn't really mean that, not, it, all that garbage. Turn to Jude 3. Dear friends, you know what the title in my Bible is over Jude 3? The sin and doom of godless men. You know, it's funny because all of these scriptures, if you didn't know they were all there, Maybe you're a bit surprised tonight. Maybe you're thinking, wow, I didn't realize how much scripture revolves around repenting and and, and, and no longer being in sin and making sure that you do that or else you're going to go to hell. But it's all there. Jude 3, dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for once for all entrusted to the saints for certain men whose condemnations were written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you they are godless men who change the grace of god into a license for immorality and deny jesus christ our only sovereign lord wow you, do you hear that who changed the grace of God into a license for immorality and denied Jesus Christ, our only sovereign Lord. So this was happening back then and is still happening now that people worm their way into churches and try to say, well, you know, um, actually, uh, I know we used to think that was sin, but you know, we've evolved and now we understand things differently. No, you're evolving backwards. Because everything is designed to allow people to be indulged in their sin. It was happening then and it's still happening now. How can we alter what the word of God says so that people could live freely and do whatever they want? You can do whatever you want. But you're... (laughs) This is the thing, guys. This is the thing. Because, you know, the Bible talks about... um, The Bible talks about being wise as serpents and gentle as doves. And I think that's something very important uh, that we have to keep in mind, right? It's something crucial, I think. Wise as serpents, gentle as doves. Because a lot of times, now listen, I'm not thinking about anybody because I'm not. I'm... I am genuinely not when I'm preaching. I don't have people in my mind because I'm too busy preaching. I don't, I'm not thinking about a person. I see that there's a lot of posts that I see. Oh, this is, um, my mom says the NIV NIV uses the word pervert the grace of our God even better. Because mine says change the grace of our God pervert. Because that's what it is. It's a perversion. Making sims, sin seem like it's no big deal. Yeah. You know, I, I see a lot of posts. Oh, I can't believe this. I can't believe people are doing this. They're so wicked. They're so awful. Okay. I get it. Oh, boycott this, boycott that. Okay. I understand. I understand. I, I know where you're coming from. But to be, you have to remember, we're dealing with people. We're dealing with people here. I want, I want to point something out. In 2 Corinthians chapter three, uh, chapter 10, sorry, verse 3. For though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish. Oh, where's the love? Uh, Bible. Punish every act of disobedience. Once your (laughs) obedience is complete. We have to be very careful who we attack. Because there are lost people who do not know. Um, okay. All things joy. I think we do have some people from NDG, um, or around that area. Not that I'm hundred percent sure where that is. I definitely don't live anywhere close to there. We have to be very careful what we're attacking because there are, um, sort of fly a fly. Um, there are ideals. There are agendas. Are you hearing me? Are you listening to me? There are ideals. There are agendas. And a lot of times we, we, we come against these things, but we come against people. People need to be saved. There are souls that are lost in their sin. I want to see. I get it. You want to boycott that, that? I understand that. But you know what? What I would even more want to see the gospel coming out of your, your social media accounts. Hey, you need to be saved. Repent. This is what Jesus did. This is what Jesus did for you. You can be saved. You don't have to go to hell. You have a chance now while you're still alive, you have a chance to come into right relationship with God. He's going to help you. His spirit's going to come alive on the inside of you. So you no longer, longer have to live in these things that you're living with. I want to see more of that. I want to see more gospel. Because I see a lot of, of anger and a lot of indignation. Oh, I can't believe it. Believe it. The world is wicked and evil because the, we are not fighting against flesh and blood. Because that person with their rainbow shirt has no idea that that they're lost in their sin. They don't know. They don't know. Now, just to make it clear, there are wicked people in this world who are pushing these things. That's a different story. That's a different story. But I'm referring to, to, to sinners, people who are lost. People who don't know. Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save what was lost. Wow, that's amazing. Rose says, I just read what you're saying in a car in French. It's still not too late to follow Jesus and be saved. The whole car was covered. You know, uh, let's, let's... because you know the solution to the evil in this world is not to get mad at it <laughs> you understand uh, i can't believe they're doing this believe it they're sinners what do you expect them to do sinners sin i can't believe the public schools what do you think's going to happen at public school do you want to know what the solution is They need to be saved. Jesus understood the solution. He understood that by coming and getting mad at all the sinners would accomplish nothing. Would accomplish nothing. But rather, he gave them an opportunity to be saved. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is near. That's what he told his disciples to do. That's what he told his disciples to do in Luke chapter 10. Heal the sick who are there, Luke 10, verse 9, and tell them the kingdom of God is near. Be sure of this. The kingdom of God is near. Exactly. You know, Sheba makes a great point. The harvest is so right. I I follow people on Twitter that aren't saved, but, but they're like, what's happening is not good. You know, we can't let this happen, right? The solution for the evil in this world is for people to come to a right relationship with God. And again, like I said, there's there's you, you you know, it's important to to get involved in politics. It's important to vote the right way. Um, If there's something you could do to affect a change, you should be doing all that. I hope you understand what I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff we could do. You know, when it comes to big corporations, hit them where it hurts in their pocketbook, right? Absolutely. I understand all that, but I see a lot of that and not a lot of acknowledgement that, hey, people need to be saved. You know, get Trudeau out. Okay, The, the, the person coming in after him is worse than him, number one. And number two, the only way to see a change come in this country is if there's righteous leadership. Righteousness exalts a nation and sin. I don't remember the rest of the verse, but it's something to that effect. Somebody look it up for me. If you know what verse I'm talking about. Righteousness exalts a nation. I can't believe this is happening. Believe it. Believe it. Sinners sin. Wicked people do wicked things. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. Jesus loved people so much that he willingly laid down his life so that we wouldn't have to go to hell. That's love. Greater love is no man than this that would lay down his life for his friends. That's love. It's not, oh, you know, I support you. Okay, what does that do? It's because you don't want to deal with the heat. I've lost a lot of friends over this just to let you know if you think I'm just blowing smoke I've lost a lot of friends over this stuff because you 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 need to make a choice look what it look what it says in first kings chapter 18 verse 21 Elijah went before the people and said how long will you waver between two opinions if the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. Choose a side. How long will you waver between two opinions? Thank you, Sheba. Proverbs 14:34. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So, so this is the acknowledgement. The reason why the country is in the state that it's in is because the people running it are sinners. They're wicked people. So yes, they're going to have wicked laws and wicked, uh, uh, um, you know, laws. I don't know the other word for it. And wicked ideas. And we're fighting against the wicked principalities in this world. Not your your friend or your neighbor with the rainbow shirt. Those people, you need to tell them about Jesus. And they can choose whether to accept it. You know the parable of the sower? Jesus talks about the parable of the sower that that some of the seed falls on good soil. uh, Some of it falls on bad soil. Some of it falls and then the birds take it away. You know, they might not receive it. They might not receive it. But that's your job as a Christian. And we're very good at, at standing against things. We're very good at that. I'm going to boycott this. I'm going to boycott that. We're, we're good at that stuff. But we really need to get to the heart of God when it comes to the people. Not the ideas and not the agendas. The people. A lot of them don't even know that they're being used for wickedness. People need to be saved. You know, I'm just going gonna, gonna to say this. You know, the... the It is what it is You know the term homosexuality, you know where that term comes from because I've heard it said You know, it's not in the Bible. Well, obviously it's not in the Bible because it's an English word and the Bible wasn't written in English But that term You know, it was invented. uh, You could look this up in the 1800s to create the idea that homosexual behavior was not an action but it was a state of being That couldn't be changed. Satan has succeeded in something. He has succeeded in something. He has turned a sin into an identity. So if you come against the sin, you're attacking the person's identity and the core of who they are. Okay. This is what has happened that now as sin has been taken from an action and a behavior to a state of being and if you believe that it's a state of being then therefore you believe this is who i am i can't change it okay but the words and principles in the bible always communicated that this sin was an action and not an identity so yes that specific word because it's an english word that that's not an ancient english word you know you hear these arguments that are barely arguments Open a book, (laughs) open a book and you'll find a lot of answers. It's not hard. You know, God made me that way. No, God made male and female created perfect in God's image. And then sin came in and corrupted God's creation. I was born this way. Even if you were, Jesus said in John three, you must be born again. You know, the Greek word for again, it means from above, which means that unless you have been transformed by the power of God, you will not make heaven. You will not see the kingdom of God. John 3, 3. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. You know, so so all of those arguments, and I've heard them. A lot, but it's—they're not arguments, because people don't—they don't—they want to indulge in their sin. <laughs> well, she—but again, it's basic. But but the the corruption of this world. Hey, I, I didn't finish reading. I just realized I didn't finish reading Jude. Oh man, that's like the most important scripture in the study tonight. Um, Jude, verse. let's go to verse 4 I'm going to read this part again for certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago has secretly slipped in among you they are godless men who change or pervert which is a better word the grace of God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign Lord though you already knew this I want to remind you that the lord delivered his people out of egypt but later destroyed those who did not believe god loves everybody you know he made me this way okay people i I don't even know anyways i haven't heard it i'm not trying to like be callous or anything like that because we're talking about being kind to people but Christian, Christians say this stuff. Because remember this. Jesus was harsh with religious people because they should have known better. And they didn't. And they were foolish. So when I hear Christians say junk like that, you better believe it. I'm going to get up. Then I'm going to get upset. Not the, the sinner who doesn't know any better. Verse 6. And the angels who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their own home. These he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. Oh, you know, the sins of Sodom, you know, they weren't hospitable. Yeah, that was one of their sins. It's true. But that's not it. I see it all the time. You know, actually, Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, they were not welcoming. Well, that's a heck of a sin to be destroyed with fire and brimstone. Let me tell you, because you weren't welcoming. <sighs> and that listen, this that is that is something that's condemned. If you're if you're not welcoming or hospitable, Jesus even talked about. Um, Where's the scripture? I think it's in Luke ten. Uh, yeah, I think it's in Luke ten. It says i tell you verse 12 i tell you it would be more bearable on that day for sodom than for that town woe to you chorazin woe to you bethsaida for the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in tyre and sidon that they would have repented long ago sitting in sackcloth and ashes but it will be more bearable for tyre and sidon at the judgment than for you and you Capernaum, will you be lifted up to the sky no you will be down to the depths He who listens to you. This is what he's telling the the 72 that he sent out. He who listens to you listens to me. But he he who rejects me. He who rejects you rejects me. But he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Do you understand that principle, guys? You have a job to do to tell people about Jesus. And if they reject you, don't take it as a personal rejection because they're rejecting Jesus and they're rejecting God, the father. In a, back to Jude. In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example to those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. I know it's not always pleasant to have to tell somebody that. but they have a choice to make am I going to receive God? Am I going to receive Christ or am I not? The woman at the well she knew she wasn't li- she, she was confronted with it she knew but Jesus pointed it out. He didn't refrain from that. He let her know you know I, hey you know you're living with someone you're not even married to. It's not always pleasant. But that's not, there's nothing we can do about that. I, I, I know that a lot of progressive Christians want to change things around to make it more pal- palatable. But the Bible is clear. The gospel is offensive to those who are perishing. So yeah, you better believe it that people are going to be offended. And here's what we have to do. This is our job. This is our commission. Jude 17. But dear friends. Remember what the Apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold they said to you in the last times There will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires These are men who divide you who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. Oh Man, it's so clear. I hope you're taking notes. It's so clear they are men who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. When sin came and corrupted and corrupted man, the heart is now deceivingly wicked. That's what the Bible says. Remember in Jeremiah that we read a couple of weeks ago. The heart is wicked above all things. So if you're following, you oh I, I you know I, I'm born this way. You must be born again. That's why you have to be born again. Because you were born into sin. You were born into wickedness. You were born into an evil, fallen, corrupted world. And Jesus came. So you don't have to die like that. So you don't have to be dead in your sin. But you could come to new life in Christ. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You could be a new creation. Verse 20, But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Snatch others from the fire and save them. Others show mercy. This is the verse that says everything maybe one of the most foundational scriptures in the entire Bible, Jude 23. Snatch others from the fire and save them. To others show mercy, mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. You show mercy to the person, but you hate their sin. And that's what that Satan has brought that kind of deception in. That the sin becomes who they are. And if you hate the sin, you're automatically hating them. But we know from the scripture that's not—that's simply not true. And I just read a ton of scriptures. And there's more. To show you that point tonight. And I, I love people. If I didn't love people, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't scream for an hour. You know. And fast and pray for people if I didn't care, if I didn't love them. Greater love has no man than this that would lay down his life for his friends. How dare dare we reduce the, the work of Christ? Oh, we have to be loving and accepting. No. Come as you are. Don't stay as you are. If you're watching me tonight and you're thinking man i'm not saved i had no idea about this i i think i might be going to hell if i don't get saved i'm gonna give you an opportunity tonight to be saved you don't have to live in sin one more day and you don't have to think that if you are caught up in a particular lifestyle well but this is i don't think i could ever change i did i did because the power of god can do anything. The power of God can change anything. So don't think, or, or, or for even for a moment, I'll never be able to, to, to change, you know, I can't get set free from this. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the Spirit will come into your life, invade you from the inside out, and change you from the inside out. That you will lose a taste in your mouth for sin. That you'll be like, oh, I don't even want that anymore. I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to be who God created me to be. That you're a man or a woman. Created in the image of God. And he didn't make a mistake. That if you look at yourself in the mirror. And you look down. And you say. This is not who I really am. No. God didn't make a mistake. And he could align you. So that what's up here. Reflects what's there. I mean. I. And I, I, I'm pushing this point. I don't want anybody to go to hell. Hell was created for Satan and his demons. It was not created for people. But people are going to go there because they refuse to believe. And I will not be the Christian who doesn't let them know. And I pray that you won't be either. It's up to them. to you. They, they might not accept it. They might not have encountered many people who don't accept it and hate me as a result, but snatch others from the fire, save them. To others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh or another version says the clothing stained by sin. Sin will put you on a road to hell and don't allow some lukewarm wimpy church try to change the definition of sin so that you could be comfortable because we know where all that stuff came from it was changed into an identity it it was because there was you know there were laws that existed that if you were if you were a homosexual you'd be killed they still exist so as an effort to come against that well you know it's 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 who the person is it's not an act It's who the person is, but I'm going to tell you who you are. You're chosen. You're a child of God. You're the workmanship of Christ. You're God's masterpiece. You have the mind of Christ. That's what you are when you come into right relationship with God. That's who you were created to be. You, and that's why no, that's why people have so much trouble finding satisfaction, and even when they go through all the surgeries and all everything, that it's still not good enough. They're still not happy because that's not going to fix it. You need to be saved. You must be born again. Pray this prayer with me. If you're watching this broadcast and you're like, I'm not, I'm not saved. I'm going to hell. I need help. I'm going to help you tonight. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And we pray this prayer out loud for that reason. Oh, the sinner's prayer its not in the Bible. The reason why we do it, because the Bible says, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father in heaven. And I want to make sure that you're not just believing something that you don't even know what it is. yeah i agree sheba this is this is there is a war on people to destroy them we can't sit by and let it happen and like i said there's a lot of political stuff that that you could get involved in to help absolutely but the core the root is sin and they need to be saved that's the root of the problem not shopping at Target is not going to save your neighbor. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do both. And you're going to come across as hateful. There is a baseball player. There is a baseball player. He plays for my favorite team, the Toronto Blue Jays. And all he did, he shared a video. He shared a video. It wasn't his video. It wasn't his voice. He shared another person's video. And this video was a a, a man explaining the biblical reasons why people should boycott Target and, and the other stuff. I don't even know what the other stuff are. So the biblical reasons. He shared that video. That's all he did. No commentary. He didn't say anything. He got hammered, guys. Oh my goodness, destroyed. People want the team to to fire him. They want want to get rid of him because he shared a video. Do you understand what we're up against? He had to stand in front of the press and apologize. This This is what we're up against. This is what we're up against. But understand that at the core of it, There are people dead and lost in their sin that need to be saved. Friend, if that's you tonight, pray this prayer. Repeat it out loud out of your mouth after me. Say, Father, I give you my life. Forgive me of all my sins. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and my Savior. I choose to follow you and not turn back. Thank you that I am now saved in Jesus name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, please message, message this account and let us know because you're part of our family now part of the family of God. Friends, this is not for the faint of heart. That, that baseball player, man, he guys, I can't even explain it. How bad it was. They wanted they wanted to be fired because he shared a video. Now just remember. Remember what I read in 2 Corinthians. We're not at war with flesh and blood. It's not carnal. It's not a carnal war. We're not fighting people. We're fighting ideas. We're fighting agendas. We're fighting spiritual. Let me read it again before we go. I know it's 7. But I want to read that scripture one more time. We uh, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. We demolish arguments. And every pretension, so arguments, pretensions, thoughts, and acts. Can I say those four things again? Write them down if you're taking notes. Arguments, pretensions, thoughts, and acts. That's what we're up against. So just remember when you share stuff and when you talk about stuff, um, there are people out there who need Jesus and we're the conduits to to let them know who jesus is and what he did for them wise as serpents gentle as doves i pray this helped you tonight um i love that scripture in second corinthians i might teach about that at another time to really come into those four things arguments pretensions thoughts and acts because if you understand those things it will change your approach of how you speak to people. Um, right? I, 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 Anyways, that's for another time because it's after 7. Um, so I pray that helped you tonight.